Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We've just got through our first major buy round and Origin is just around the corner as well in under 24 hours, actually. Uh, Josh, mate, round 13 first. How did you get on? Yeah, mate, it was a bit of a funny old week, wasn't it? Like, I did all right. I scored, what was it in the end, like 600 or 679 in the end. So a decent old score, went up a few hundred ranks, but a few kind of like frustrating things that kind of just slept through. I didn't get Scott Drinkwater, who went unreal on the weekend. I thought Sean Johnson was going to have an unreal game. He was a little bit disappointing. So could have been a much better round, but all in all, can't complain too much. Yeah, I had a, a pretty much the same score, around 650 for me, and I jumped a crazy amount of ranks. I jumped 3,000 <laughs> ranks, so uh, <laughs> it just goes to show if you do field a pretty decent team during these buy rounds, you can actually make up a lot of ground, which I'm going to aim to do in 16 and 19 now because I'm still ranked at around the 6K mark, even though you know I jumped that high. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, considering you've just been outscoring me every week, I don't think I'm going to make it close to the top thousand at this point. Um, but I'm still going to, you know, keep, keep clawing away and see how close I can actually get in the end. But yeah, we'll see how we get on, uh, round 14 now. So as we spoke about last week, we have the, uh, Parramatta Eels, Manly Sea Eagles and Newcastle Knights on the buy. So any players you picked up for round 13 from those teams are now on the buy, which makes it very difficult as well because we've got origin players returning, kind of not named, named amongst the reserves. Um, it's really hard to determine before origin, but we'll keep everyone updated as we go through the weekend through our Instagram stories. So keep an eye there for all the updates on team lists. But let's go through those that are named this week. Um, so for pretty much all the Origin players, actually, they've mainly been named in their 17 or amongst the reserves. The only ones that haven't been named are the Dolphins players. So Tom Gilbert and the Hammer uh, are not named this week. So if you have them and you've been holding on to them, unfortunately, they're out. Um, but other than that, most teams are named as normal with a few exceptions. So we'll go through those uh, for... The Raiders, they have stuck with uh, what was working uh, last week and they've left Tarpany at lock and they've got uh, Hudson Young returning as well in the back row. So Horsburgh is also the other back rower there. Uh, for those that don't have Horsburgh or Tarpany at the moment, what, what's your advice there? Yeah, geez, Tarpany was a really nice one to have last week. I think a few people have been, I guess, eyeing him off and he yeah, went huge with 75 Horsburgh as well looked pretty good on the edge, I thought. Obviously got the meat, meat pie and, uh, you know, he's close to getting a try assist there as well. So, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. I think if you've missed Horsburgh at this stage, I'd find it really hard to bring in him, but definitely considering Tarpany. Um, we saw what he did last year, this kind of like origin end of season run he had. And now that he's playing lock as well, probably a little bit undervalued at 700k definitely don't mind that as an option yeah especially the fact that his minutes jumped as well when he's at lock so he jumped an extra 10 minutes on the field which resulted in you know extra meters and extra tackles through the middle so yeah definitely one to to look at at 700k if you need that extra extra middle the only issue is um the raiders don't play the next major buy which is round 16 but they will play 19 so um, you will miss him for one week, but you'll get him back uh, for the next buy. Uh, moving on to the 
Uh, probably the game that we want to talk about the most, I think, in the Warriors playing the Dolphins. Uh, for the Warriors, we saw what Luke Metcalf had uh, last week, and unfortunately the Warriors went down um, in that buy round, and they looked pretty woeful last week, considering how good they've looked for the start of the season. Um, and Metcalf only got away with a, with a 27. I know he's one that you were kind of eyeing off, and I've kind of kept my eye on him as well. Uh, what are your thoughts around him going forward? Yeah, he's pretty hard to jump on just considering how the Warriors looked, I think, on the weekend. I think he's still a wait and see for me, mate, and just, uh, yeah, maybe jump on him if he has a big score in the next couple of weeks. All the things that we said about him last week I think are still true. We just don't know where he sits in his depth chart with uh, guys like Tamari Martin and, and Volkman potentially to come back into this team. So, yeah, probably one I'm steering clear of still. Yeah, I guess we know that he's definitely above Dylan Walker in the depth chart because he's named amongst the reserves and he'll probably play through the middle again. Um, and Volkman's still amongst the reserves as well. So, yeah, I think the only issue for him is maybe Tamari Martin coming back into this team and, and what happens to him then because they were obviously the two major competing players for that 5-8 spot for round one. So, yeah. Definitely want to wait and see. Um, and on the other side, uh, exactly what we said came true. Tavare came on for the last two minutes um, when Aitken <laughs> went down with a bit of cramp and scored. Oh, I don't actually know what his final score was, but I know that he only had two after um, the end of the game. So, yeah, and it was the final score was two. So, yeah, looked good while he was on the field, but was only on the field for a couple of minutes. What are your, what are your thoughts around Tavare and if people have been holding on to him? Yeah, it was a real shame, wasn't it, for for all those folks. To be fair, if he had played a full game, he would have got 40 points. That's a pretty nice score for a center. <laughs> um, but when he's only playing four minutes, he's kind of hard to have in your team there. Look, if I was at the Fari owner, I think I'd still be holding uh, just in the off chance that, you know, Branko Lee, pretty injury prone. Uh, Ewan Aiken as well has had some kind of injury concerns over the last month or so. So, Decent chance he breaks in this team at some point. Uh, but then at the same time, we're in a kind of weird situation where, you know, a lot of a lot of us had players on the bye. We're trying to fit a full 17 players together. I can understand why people would be selling him. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's actually going to be quite difficult to, to field a 17, especially if you fielded like 12 to 13 players last week. Um, yeah, you're going to be struggling this week, I think, to get the full 17 out with ma without making some decent trades. But, yeah, we'll see how we go and see what we can help people with, I guess, with the buy-hold sales later. Um, next game is the Titans taking on the Bunnies. A uh, bit of a change-up with Kieran Foran out for the foreseeable future with a toe injury. So Jaden Campbell actually moves to 5'8", and Keanu Kinney moves to fullback, so he should hopefully get a bit of a stint there. Um, although there is Brimson coming back in the next couple of weeks, so we'll see where he kind of shuffles into this team. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. The Rabbitohs have pretty much got the same team. What are your, what's your advice around this Titans team? I'm really interested to see what this, uh, Keanu Keeney kid does. He's yeah, got a decent amount of wraps on him. So it'd be interesting. I'm pretty sure he's bottom dollar. So if he, you know, looks good chance, I, you know, I probably really look at him next week. Uh, see how, how he looks there but yeah it's kind of a weird weird setup with Jaden Campbell moving into the halves there um 
I'm not sure how far away Sexton is as well. If he's a chance to return at some point as well. So, yeah, a bit strange this Titans team and hard to make up, I think, for kind of whether you pull the trigger on any of these guys. Yeah, I think it's um, a bit hard to bring any of them in at the moment. But to tell you one thing, Boyd looks like he's going to get all the kick meters now with four and <laughs> out. Uh, glad I sold him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's he's really handy because like he was worth 700k so you can get a good play you like I got a good player in for around 13 but at this point in time he's got a break even of 58 he might be a sell this week but I think he is probably a hold for one more week for for those that have him I know that hurts you to hear <laughs> but yeah I think uh I'm probably holding on one more week yeah um but Look, to be fair, he's he's done pretty well in fantasy coaches. Maybe not so much for my personal eye test, but yeah, I'd be holding on to another week with this team that they've named, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I won't talk too much on the Sharks, Broncos. Basically, all their origin stars have been named, but I've got a feeling that there's going to be a few, few changes for the Broncos come uh, 6 p.m. or 6.30 p.m. Saturday, just an hour before their game. So we'll let people know what the changes are. Um, then, uh, but to the Roosters and the Dogs, Roosters are named pretty much as normal, except with Satili Tupanua at lock, and obviously Jake Turpin in at hooker with Brandon Smith injured with the hand with his broken broken thumb, I think it was, and Junior Palga as well named on the wing, but Daniel Tupo's amongst the reserves as well. Uh, for the Dogs, bit of an interesting one: Corey Waddell moves to lock with Jaden Oakenbore starting on an edge, and Ryan Sutton starting in the front row. Uh, with TPJ named amongst the reserves as well. Uh, thoughts on these teams? Yeah, a bit interesting. Bit of uh, bit of cock and ball, bit of Jay knock and ball. Yeah, he's uh, interesting because you can slot him in in your wing of fullbacks. Uh, so <laughs> he's kind of, yeah, a strange option. He's got the negative break even as well. He's looked all right when he's been in in the edge spot, I thought. Uh, he has been playing like a full 80 minutes. I wonder if he will this week. But that's a pretty handy, you know, 40-ish points potentially that you can chuck into your wing of fullbacks. The Dogs do have pretty good buy coverage moving forward. With they're playing uh, 16 and 19. They've also got that similar to the Knights and the Seagulls. This week they got that kind of awkward after round 16, that round 17 buy is going to be a bit awkward similar to this week. But, yeah, quite quite like him as an option. Blake Wilson, I thought, also looked pretty good in his first game. Just the kind of job security issues, I think, with him. We don't know. They were obviously like, missing a few players. There's no out of car in this team, so he could come and take that spot. Uh, potentially this week or, if not, the week after, definitely. So I'd just be... Yeah, I think the only one I'm really kind of looking into is Ockenbor and I think even still, just because they've chopped and changed this team a little bit, he could be out of this team next week. So probably not one I'm really looking at. Yeah, fair enough. I'm actually, I'm pretty keen on Ockenbor just for the fact that, you know, he'll he'll be playing around 16 with all the Origin players out. Like they'll probably be missing. Well, actually, we don't even know. It depends how they go tonight. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Josh Adokar. So they'll need someone to fill in somewhere. And I think Oakenbore should get some decent minutes. The only thing is, yeah, he won't have the amount of tries that he's been scoring. Like he scored two tries in two games uh, over the last two weeks, which is, you know, 
obviously inflated his scores a bit, but then again, he's only worth 360k, so there might be a bit of cash there to make while he does have a negative break even. But yeah, I guess um, one to one to consider if you're running short or you have like a a dual position winger fullback center like Manu that you can kind of shuffle around to cover for Bird if you've got him. Um, but we'll touch on him a bit later as well. Uh, moving to the Cows and the Storm, pretty much named as normal, but for the Cows, uh, still have Jason Tamalolo amongst the reserves, and Jake Granville is named at lock with Luciano Lewis starting in the back row after being moved. I think he got moved back to the bench before uh, last week's game, and Helam Lukey had a, had a huge game, which probably means he's going to be scoring in the teens this week, uh, which is what his trend's kind of been looking like for the last few weeks. What are your, what are your thoughts there for the Cows? Yeah, mate, him, Lukey, kind of out of nowhere. He, well, out of nowhere, he had a pretty good week the week before as well, but a really handy 60 for, for the buy. Looks to hopefully see some price rises as well. But yeah, maybe this is his trend. He goes big and then gets into the teens. But it'll be interesting to see what this rotation is in the second row with the Cowboys. Obviously, Nanai on the bench here. They've got the Goz on the bench as well. So I think. Hill and Luke, he definitely won't play 80. I think he'll still be in the kind of 60-minute range. But as I said, I think that's fine for him. I think he can still make a pretty big impact uh, in those amount of minutes. But, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with this with this four-forward bench they've got here. I think Tamalolo is a pretty good chance to come back into this team. I think he was close last week. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he's back and Cowboys can resurrect a little bit after uh, we won't touch on what happened last week but uh yeah hopefully things moving up for the cowboys yeah hope so for your sake anyway uh (laughs) for both these teams they've got a lot of origin stars as well but really we have no idea where they're going to land till tonight so we'll leave that be um but moving to the final game of the weekend which sees the panthers taking on the dragons on sunday afternoon uh Pretty much as normal, obviously, with the bigger mission of Jack Bird in the back row, which sees Billy Burns named in the starting team. Bird is gone for the next two weeks and is being rested for for what what appears to be a knee injury. Um, obviously, he's had a lot of ACL Ricos, so yeah, fair enough that he needs a bit of a bit of a rest. Uh, but the fact that he misses the next two rounds means that he actually misses the next three rounds because he has a bye in round sixteen as well. So, what are your thoughts there around Bird? Yeah, really tricky one, obviously, because he's been unreal in the centres, uh, plugging him in, given he's been playing big minutes in the forward pack. I'm hoping to hold him, but I might be forced to sell him if, uh, especially if one of these Origin guys like uh, Cleary is rested, I think I might be forced to sell him just to get that extra number for this week. I think it's a little bit team-dependent. It's kind of tricky. We were talking a little bit before the before the podcast. Just there's not a lot of options in the center position that you really want to lock in. Besides, I think Lemuelu and Joe Manu as well. They're probably like the two obvious ones. Oh, of course, Billy Smith as well. But <laughs> apart from those those guys, there's not a lot of options. We kind of talked about maybe a Ramian, given he's playing the 16-19 coming up. Maybe a Panasini. We've talked a little bit about Herbie Farnworth and some of these other guys, but none of them are really, I don't know, super attractive to me. So I'm tempted to hold, I guess, for that purpose. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant. I'm a little bit unsure with this one. It might just be a kind of judgment call and 
I might be forced to make the change versus actually having to, you know, like really consider it, I think. Yeah, it's one of those really, really difficult ones. Like we've got a lot of questions about Bird over the last couple of days and really it's it's based on your team and how you think you can sort your centres for the for the run home pretty much or at least for the buy rounds and get through the buy rounds without him. So, yeah, very, very hard to make a decision and it's pretty much up to the coaches to decide how best to 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 fix their team with Bird in it, um, especially because he's worth so much money, like 700K, you could definitely use that to improve other positions for sure. But it does mean that Jack DeBellin is going to have a huge game this week, definitely 80 minutes for sure. If he doesn't get Simbin for a bullshit tackle, um, <laughs> that is, which it's just so strange that he got Simbin for it and then he got a fine afterwards. I'm just not really sure what the go is there. Uh, but I think two other things probably worth pointing out with Jack Bird. We do think he's still going to be a top three center come the end of the year, potentially the Absolutely. top, the top center, like at the top of that list. If, uh, Joey Manu or to fair, Campbell Graham's right up there as well. And then my other concern just in the back of my head, like if he's, he's essentially being like rested over this next two weeks because he's been overdoing it. I wonder if they reduce his minutes going forward and he maybe plays closer to that 50, 60, not the 70, 80 that we've become accustomed to over the season. Yep. A little bit nervous about that, but I don't know. The Dragons aren't spoiled for choice in <laughs> in the forward pack, so he might be forced to play big minutes still. Yeah, exactly. Like when you've got, they've got BMM on the bench. They've got Billy Burns and Jaden Sewer. Like they've got plenty of back rowers. Even um, Josh Kerr at a pinch played a bit of back row as well. So they're, they're not like, they don't have to force him back into this team. So I'd be a bit worried for his minutes going forward. But then again, when he does play close to 80, he has a much bigger impact on the team and their performances to be fair to him. But... Anyway, another player in this Dragons team that we haven't really spoken about is Jacob Little. Had a had a pretty big game on the weekend, played close to 80 minutes and pumped out nearly an 80, 78 points. Huge, huge stats as well. 50 tackles and uh, two line breaks, you know, uh, line break assists, try assists. He's got plenty of stats there to his name. What are your thoughts on him? Look, I'm still... I'll have to see it again, I think, before I pull the trigger. I'm very happy that I picked him up in a couple of draft leagues. Really handy, and I'd definitely be looking into him if he's there on your waivers. But, yeah, it's just tricky. This Dragons team has chopped and changed a little bit. There's no Moses Embi this week, which is uh, encouraging. But then there's still Jaden Sullivan there um, on the interchange. So you wouldn't think he plays 80 minutes. Just with Jaden Sullivan there, but yeah, I think I just had to see it again. It was kind of when you look at his scores, it's definitely an outlier. He hasn't been doing that well uh, this season, so I'd want to see it again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Like he does have a break even of eight, so if he does even score, you know, a fifty or a sixty, um, then you know he's going to probably rise to about five fifty k. You know, decent. We'll have a pretty big price rise. But even then, even if he's only in the low to 500Ks, if he's, you know, getting 70-plus minutes, scoring 50s, I think you probably still pick him up at that point anyway. It just means you're going to miss out on a week. But I think it's a good risk mitigation um, strategy to just wait on him, to be fair. And, 
I guess you might know this question, um, but did he play all these minutes last week in the hooker position or did he, did he move around to the forwards at all? No, he was, yeah, he was at hooker for pretty much the whole game. Uh, yeah, definitely through the middle. So I wouldn't be, wouldn't be worried about him moving, you know, wider. Even if he does play oh. the forwards, still makes those tackles though. That was more my consideration. I was like, if he, you know, rotated through the middle at all, maybe he's, you know, if he's getting a guaranteed like 50, 60 minutes, I think that's really good. But kind of seeing through his minutes, I guess, this week, he's played under 40 majority of those, or not majority, but around that kind of 40-minute mark a lot of the games this year. That's not too enticing for me. But if he's close to that 70, 80, um, regardless of where he's playing, I think he's a pretty good option given he's a tackle machine, really, um, and can kind of pump out those base stats. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, righto, that's pretty much all the team lists. Uh, moving to draft options, mate. Who do you who are you thinking up this week uh, to pick up the? Who are you thinking of this week to pick up off the waivers? Yeah, as I was touching on, then I think Jacob Little. He is a pretty high. I'd be burning a waiver on him definitely if you've if he's there on on your on your waivers. Um, Another guy that we haven't really talked much about, but he's named this week, Mitch Barnett, I think would be on a lot of waivers. I think he's a really interesting option. He showed when he, you know, played at the start of the season, he can, you know, get around that 40 to 50 mark and he's got the jewel as well. So pretty handy to plug in for your team, I think, this week. Um, they're probably my main two I'm looking at. There's a few other guys that are kind of returning from injury. Guys like your Sean Sullivan's, yeah, Tavaga, and a few other guys like that that aren't too far off that I'd be really considering if you if your team can afford it. And then I think also just be really cognizant of who's who's dropped. I think a few teams will probably have to drop a couple of players to to fill the team this week. If somebody has dropped, you know, a manly or a, a nice player who you think that they've got some value potentially, like a Kalen Ponger or somebody of that elk that um, you can, you know, plug into your team. I think that's a that's a really good option as well. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, I like those options, and I'll also chuck uh, Jaden Oakenbore in there as a bit of a plug and play this week. The fact that he's going to be starting on an edge, I think he'll see decent minutes. So pretty good, uh, pretty good plug into your winger fullbacks, especially if you've got someone like a Ponger or a Garrick or even a you know a Turbo or something like that that's on a buy. Um, yeah, Oakenbore will do your job this week at least. So, yeah, one other option to consider. I like it. Righto. Buy, hold, and sell. Now, Josh, mate, difficult week. Obviously, want to be looking towards the round 16 buy for your for your buys. So looking at players that hopefully will play the next two major buy rounds, and that is the Dogs, the Sharks, and the Tigers, I think we were saying a bit earlier. Um who are your who are your major buys this week that you're trying to line up for for the next couple of buys? I think well for me personally, I'm kind of in a just holding tight situation. I think this week I'm going to kind of just wait and see Origin. Uh, keep a real close eye on the late mail as well. If I can, I'm hoping this week not to make any trades. Honestly, like I kind of splurged last week and made four, so I'm hoping this week is. Just going to be a bit of a holding week. I'll 
have some loops sorted and I think that might determine as well what moves I make. If I loop, for example, like a Oluwapu or someone like that and they go really bad, that might force me into trading a Jack Bird. Um, that's kind of my thinking at the moment. A few other guys we haven't probably touched on. Um, you know, we've touched on guys like Ockenbohr and Little. They're decent considerations for me this week. Joey Tarpany, I'm quite interested in. And then the other one that I like is Jacob Kiraz. He obviously had that really good start to the year. Because the injury, he's gone down in price a decent amount. He's still got a 45 break even this week. So you could wait a week. But he could also hit that 45 this week, and I think he's going to be a really handy number to have over the over this buy period. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, huge. I have kept my eye on Kiraz ever since he scored that three. I think that was uh, back when he did his injury. So, yeah, um, a guy that, you know, is a proven scorer at wing of fullback, gets plenty of attacking stats, and they do aim towards his wing for the, for the high balls. So... Um, now that he's dropped about 100k from his starting price, definitely, definitely one to consider. So, yeah, if you can't get him in this week, it's not a huge hassle. You know, he's got a, like you said, a high break even, so um, won't go up too much in price if he does hit it. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him this week. Um, and hopefully, yeah, he bounces back to a bit of form. I like it. And um, I guess a question for you, mate. If people are Jerome, Jerome Buller owners at this point, He's still got a pretty low break even. Do you think he's still a buy as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been averaging north of 40, so I think he's still a decent buy. He's, we were, to be fair, we were completely wrong about Buller the first week he came into the team. We were like, oh, be careful, you know, the Tigers were out of form. <laughs> Don't get sucked into this junior coming into the team. Um, but since then, mate, he's made a pretty big name for himself. I think he's he's still going to be a good buy if you can get him in. Yes, he's at 450k, but you know, averaging 40 going forward, he should still make another 100k on where he's at currently. So, yeah, I I think he's a he's a pretty safe buy still, to be honest. What are your thoughts around him? Yeah, I agree. And yeah, it's funny how my attitude as soon as the Tigers won, they won that first game with him there. Even though he didn't score that well, I was like, oh, surely now if the Tigers are winning games, he's got at least a couple of weeks in this in this team and can make some price rises from, you know, bottom dollar. But, yeah, he's looked pretty good, to be fair. And, yeah, the Tigers have looked a lot better as well. So I think, yeah, he's still a buy. He's going to be a pretty handy number for this next buy, I think. He'll be pretty much in all teams, I would imagine. And, yeah, still making money. Like, he could – he's already made over 200K, which is crazy. He could make another – close to 100 i think the way he's going at least yeah so. absolutely yeah he's already in the top earners so far this season obviously starting a basement price helps but yeah he's up there amongst your you know your lemuelus and your cartwrights in terms of cash made so yeah get around him uh righto moving to your holds mate what are your what are the players you're holding this week uh we talked about jack bird he's probably the one that I'm tentatively holding at the moment. And then apart from that, just all these guys we just chucked in for the for the bye week. Yeah. Kalen Pongers, your Hopgoods, your Garricks, folks like that that you just brought in. Um, I'm definitely looking at holding. I think they'll be pretty handy, especially guys like 
Ponga and Garrick. They're going to play that next buy round if they don't. Well, Ponga might get selected for Origin. Who knows? But they're going to be pretty handy over this buy period. It's a bit of an awkward one this week, but I'd be definitely holding them. Um, if I was in a situation where I've you know maybe got too many or there's some injuries and stuff that have you know crept into the team over the last week or two, I yeah, it's kind of tricky because. Like you might be, you might need to sell one of them to to make a seventeen this week. But um, I think other than that, I'd, and even in that situation, I'd really be considering I'd maybe even play a person down this week versus um, versus selling them just because they're going to be so valuable over the next two major buy rounds. So a bit tricky. I could understand that if you're in that situation where you really need a number selling them, but otherwise, I'd be holding strong with all those. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, most of the holds I've yeah I've been from that buy those buy round teams, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. But sells this week, there's a few that uh, obviously that we're holding for round thirteen that are now you know pretty much uh, on the chopping block for us. Uh, what are the names you got? One of them is Katoa from the Dolphins. I think I'm kind of fed up with him. <laughs> I think he's uh, <laughs> I think say. he's got to go. Yeah, I. It's funny, you're just like, oh, hold him to round 13 and then he hits out at 21. You're just like, oh, why why did I do that, you know? But he's been he's been solid enough over the last, you know, few months, but I'm pretty happy to cut ties with him personally. Only thing is, this week's just a bit tricky. There's not a ton of options that I'm, like, super keen on getting besides maybe, like, a Tarpany. So, um, yeah, I might still hold him for this week, but he's probably the main candidate for me. We talked a little bit about Jacob Host as well. I think if you held on to him, I think you can definitely sell him as well. I had a late pivot from him to Alex Johnson last week. I wish I'd have got an extra 10K and I could have gone up to Scotty Drinkwater instead. (laughs) But... Yeah, he was a little bit underwhelming as well in his 59 minutes last week for his 24. So I think you can definitely move on from from those two if you've got some other options you're eyeing off. Yeah, yeah, they're the two that I have as my major sells is Katoa and Host. The only thing is, there's just really, like you said, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of good stocks this week to to buy into in the edge and the half position if that's what you need to look for. I'd say in the half position though, uh, if you don't already have Oluwapu, he's probably one that's a good sideways buy to go from Katoa to. Um, you know, he he'll play 16 and 19 obviously has the 17 buy but he'll make a decent amount of cash in the starting spot uh at 58 for the dogs so yeah oluapu is probably one that uh, is a good sideways trade for katoa but host is a whole nother ball game there's really really not many edge <laughs> options that you can go to at that price at the moment um and the best one that i think that i've kind of kept an eye on is maybe Maybe going back to Eliezer Katoa at the Storm now that he's dropped another 100k and back on the price rises. Um, but yeah, even then, there's the risk that you know he has another down week and drops a bit. So not overly confident with him either. Yeah, I think that's that's true. It's probably worth noting as well that for next week, Fino from Sea Eagles in the mids is a pretty interesting buy. He had a pretty good score last week and seems to make it. Like he looks destined to make a decent amount of cash with um, 
Tulangi and Burbo and some of these other edges out for a decent while still. And I think the only thing I'd add, mate, maybe in the edge position, I'd be looking as well at uh, Isaiah Papali'i or Johnny. I think they're kind of interesting kind of pot options. They're obviously a bit more expensive and you'd have to make some cash up elsewhere. But they're kind of the two I'd be looking at. Or even um, don't mind looking at a Wilton from the Sharks and a Cora. Um, those two as well, given they've got some nice buy coverage coming up. Yeah, Nakora is probably the best option uh, for the sole edge position, I'd say, just because his yeah his stats in attack have been so good, and he's getting good base stats as well, like a solid base of about forty five to fifty, and then you know he gets plenty of try assists and line breaks and stuff like that off runs from uh, off the shoulder of Hines and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely one that I'm trying to consider, but at seven fifty k, yeah, a bit hard to squeeze in. If, especially yeah, if you're joining the training and host out. Yeah. Uh, righto, let's move to the uh, fan questions. So if you ever have a fan question, go to Insta- Instagram page at footybrainspod and we'll put up a post before the pod each week for you to submit questions to. This week, I completely forgot and only put it up this morning, so we don't exactly have a ton of questions, but we'll go through the ones we have for the people that have submitted them and see where we get to. So first question... Um, oh, what are you, so a question from Tom and I've had this question actually through some DMs through the Insta as well. Uh, is Turpin a buy? Is Turpin a buy? Can you remind the podcasters and me how long Brandon Smith's out for? It's like at least a month, right? Yeah. He's out for another month still. Yeah. So look- Turpin with, with Smith out, he played 50 minutes, got a 29. Pretty gross, isn't it? Um, and they've got Drew Hutchinson there on the bench who you'd imagine comes in and plays some nine of them at, at some point. So yeah, Jake Turpin looks like he's probably going to get around the 50 to 60 minutes. I just don't think that's enough minutes for him. I think he's got to be playing 80 to really be a worthwhile option. Uh, I guess he's he's pretty low in in price. He's around that three thirty, but I think even still, he's going to have like he's kind of uh, scoring rated is in that twenty five to thirty points. It's not really what you want in your team, so I'd be looking elsewhere. Yeah, it was an interesting option when he was at the Broncos playing, you know, seventy plus minutes. But yeah, I think the fact that Hutchinson's there, you're right. He's not going to probably not going to play enough minutes to have huge price rises and he'll be one of those players that you just sits among among your emergencies that you can't really do much with so yeah fair to avoid him uh we've talked plenty about jack bird which is what most of the questions are um but uh another question is what are your must-have forwards going forward yeah that's a good question uh i think to bell and He's pretty high up there for me. Hopgood, he's pretty high up there for me. And then, look, there's a lot of options, really. Like, you can go Tohu Harris. A lot of people would run in with Horsburgh. i still got Josh King, who I'm pretty happy with there for the moment. Um, and then Tarpany, he's starting to really hit some form. Probably for the run home, you're looking more at, yeah, Haas and Yo as your two kind of premium options that everyone will... Uh, be striving for in their team. Vanilla Blake has been unreal too. I don't mind people going him for a pod play. So, 
look, really, it's like those guys who are, yeah, like you just have to look at the highest priced <laughs> guys. They're the guys you're going to kind of want for the end there. Um, so, yeah, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I've been so cold on Fanua Blake, though, even though he's kind of just smashed out huge scores week in, week out. I just... I. How is he getting 70-plus minutes a week and still smashing out? Like, how is he still getting 70-plus minutes a week? I understand getting big scores with big minutes, but, like, how is he playing through the forwards, you know, 200-plus metres, plenty of tackles? It's, geez, he's a workhorse. I just don't know how he he stays out there and continues to do it. It's, yeah, unreal. But well out of my price range now, well over 800K, so a bit hard to afford, but definitely a pod. If you did pick him up, yeah, he'll be doing doing bits for you over the next couple of weeks. Um, other ones to consider that I've kind of been looking at is Tino after the origin period, uh, just because not a lot of people own him. He's a bit of a pod, and, you know, his scores have kind of been up and down, and if he does come into this Titans team over origin, he will be playing reduced minutes, so kind of eyeing him off as a potential go-to post-origin. Um, I mean, that's probably going to be the same for guys like Isaiah Yo and Payne Haas as well. You're kind of hoping, if you don't have them, that is, you're hoping that they play maybe 30 to 40 minutes for their teams and then get rested so that their price comes down a bit and then you can pick them up after Origin. But I guess we'll wait and see till after tonight's game and see who gets named this weekend. Yeah, that's a good shout, mate. I, I agree with you there. Uh, another question uh, regarding Reese Walsh. Is Dylan Edwards a good buy if you're looking to sell him? Yeah, I don't mind that. The Panthers don't have the best buy coverage. I think they play 16 but not 19, if I'm correct. But yep. it's worth noting they've got a really nice draw coming up as well. I saw you know, some folks who kind of do the head-to-head, uh, super coach, strength of schedule type of stuff. So the Panthers, I think, have probably the best strength of schedule in the next kind of six or so weeks. They've got the Dragons, the Roosters, and they've got the Cowboys, Newcastle. They play Melbourne in, in 18, by 19, and then the Dolphins in 20. So that's really like four out of those six are really juicy matchups. Um, Dylan Edwards could definitely be the beneficiary of that. And uh, I think, especially with potentially Cleary missing a bit of time, Luai missing a bit of extra time, he, I think he could really step up over this period. So if you've got the, the cash to, to be able to bring him in, I think he's yeah one of the premium options for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that is all of our questions. Beauty. Short and sharp this week. We have uh, knocked it out. Straight to the point. Yeah, I mean, we were we were planning on doing this episode after Origin, but thought we'd uh, get it in early and then just provide any Origin updates uh, post the game tonight. So keep an eye on our Instagram page and any updates from the game, any injuries, any changes in team lists, we'll, we'll send them through as soon as we get them. Yeah, fingers crossed everyone stays all right, especially Nico Hines. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a I've got a sneaking suspicion that he's probably only going to play like 30 odd minutes, you know, around the maybe not the back end of the game, but like towards the the middle just after half time and hopefully, you know, he doesn't get injured because generally when you see players coming off the bench and trying to make an impact, yeah, very prone to injury. I'd be willing to live podcast bet you right now. What what would you say a good over under is for Nico Hines minutes? You think he's going to play over 30? 
I reckon. I it's... think yeah, thirty's probably the over under, right? Oh, if you're saying thirty point five, definitely go unders. I I think he plays ten to fifteen. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I if just that's think... the case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Brad Fiddler, every time he names like a fourteen in origin, they just are kind of like irrelevant. And he just plays like he'll just play Coruscant for eighty minutes. I don't know. Could be wrong, but that's just my gut feeling, which would be really nice for for fantasy and keeping him fresh, but not so great for the blues team. Yeah, what would I guess kind of to wrap it up, what would you be doing captains wise this week? Yeah, Hopgood's good out. Good point. There's no Nico Hines potentially. There's no Nathan Cleary potentially. You got to lock in that captain, obviously, before the lockout, which I guess we'll know. Um, you know, before the first game on the first game still on Thursday this week. Yeah, the first game's on Thursday, but you won't really know. Oh no, the first game's on Friday. Sorry, but you right. won't really know who's going to be backing up for their teams for like the Sunday and Saturday games anyway, because they won't really update the team list until 24 hours out. So most likely you won't know if, you know, Cleary's going to be playing. You won't know um, if your grants and that are going to be playing. It's it's actually a pretty difficult captaincy decision um, to make. Hines should play big minutes. It depends how he goes tonight. I'd definitely keep an eye on the origin game to see how he goes and what his minutes are like, but Hines should play big minutes, so I think he's a less risky captaincy option. But if you want to really go risk averse, you probably go with the you like big minute forwards, right? Like your Jack DeBellins, your I don't know if you have an AFB or someone like that, a Tohu Harris, Tarpany, that kind of thing. You probably play it safe and and go one of those guys. Even Horsburgh is looking like a good captaincy option, just so you don't get caught with one of these Origin players only playing you know half the game. Yeah, I think that'll be my strategy. So if Nico Hines plays low minutes, I think I'm pretty confident that he'll back up. And, you know, the Sharks, even though they're, they're doing pretty well for the season, like I'm pretty sure they'll be they'll want him to back up. It's just so big for their team. Yeah. And big game this week as well versus the Broncos. So I can imagine he'll get up for that. Then, yeah, if he's playing like... If he plays over 30 minutes, I think I'd probably, yeah, switch and, and go with DeBellin as well. Um, I think DeBellin's kind of like the obvious choice otherwise with no with no Hopgood and just hope he doesn't get <laughs> sin pinned. Yeah, the sin pinning is the uh, big issue. But the fact that he was captain and, yeah, he played big minutes last week means that most likely he's uh, he's going to be the 80-minute the forward that's going to be scoring, you know, 65, 70-plus. Fingers crossed anyway. But we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll put out a captaincy post. I think I normally do that Thursday morning anyway, so tomorrow morning. So I'll put it out then um, based on what happens over Origin tonight as well so people will know. So keep an eye on our Instagram page. Yeah, I think the only other thing I want to say is just I'd be really hesitant about captaining Cleary this week. A lot of people will still do it, I'm sure, and he could go out and still pump out a massive score. But, yeah, I'd be... Really tempted, given they play the Dragons this week. I think this is prime Cleary resting. And even if he gets named, I think there's potential that he plays, you know, a 50-minute game or something like that and doesn't get you that 70-plus score that you kind of want from your captain. Yeah, plus they've got, what, they've got Jamin Salmon, they've got Jack Cogger, they've got some backups there that they can 
they can put in sitting on their um, reserves. So I wouldn't be, yeah, I, I wouldn't be putting the C on him this week for sure. It's He's the prime candidate to be rested. You're absolutely right. Righto. That wraps us up for this week, Josh. Uh, thanks again for listening, everyone, and we'll catch up with you guys uh, next week. Good luck for round 14. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us in what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.